Hello, and welcome to Remarks and Reflections, a podcast offering insights into topics that are important to the Hillbrook community and the broader worlds of education and parenting. I'm your host, Head of School Mark Silver, and I invite you to join us for what we hope are lively conversations about a whole range of ideas and issues that connect with our vision to inspire children to achieve their dreams and reach beyond themselves to make a difference in the world. I am podcasting today at the end of spring break. I hope that students and families were able to take this time to disconnect a bit from technology and recharge in preparation for the seven-week stretch run to summer. Like everyone else, we stayed at home. I won't lie. I'm starting to go a bit stir-crazy being at home day after day, and yet at least for us, spring break did provide a different rhythm than we had the past three weeks of school. I slept in a bit, took the dogs on more leisurely walks, read a lot, and even did a few home projects, including a family project in which all of us helped to paint my two daughters' bedrooms. It was pretty great seeing all three kids learn how to paint, and they even learned some valuable lessons. One of those was the importance of preparation. When we started the project, I explained to them the prep we needed to do, using painter's tape to cover baseboards, paper and tape to cover windows and closet doors, paper to cover the floor, you get the idea. This generated some whining. This is taking so long. I'll be careful, Dad. Can't I just start painting? At the end of the project, after completing all three coats, we pulled off all of the coverings and discovered that it had worked. Mostly. There were definitely a few areas that had been covered too quickly, thus leaving some of the original paint color showing, and a few areas that had not been covered well enough, leaving some paint on the baseboard. There were even a few drops on the floor, although since it's a wooden floor, those were pretty easy to clean up. Overall, it went pretty well, and yet, I hope that my children saw in a very concrete way that good preparation, even if it takes some time, pays off in the end. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about two things. First, I wanted to talk briefly about one of the most common concerns I've been hearing from families, along with a few thoughts about how we might all work our way through it. Then, I want to share a few reflections on finding strength amidst this challenging moment. So over the last few days, as we've been gearing up to go back to school, I've had several families reach out to me with some variation of the following. We are dreading the last seven weeks of the school year. They shared that spending so much time in front of the computer is exhausting. Navigating the different distance learning systems can be complicated and that trying to balance their children's work with their own work can feel close to impossible. I hear this, and I know that this can definitely be true. I want to offer a few thoughts that I hope might might provide some perspective and potentially a bit of relief. As a school, we are trying hard to streamline and simplify systems and continue to improve the educational experience. I encourage you to read Associate Head of School Colleen Schilly and Head of Middle School Amy Hand's notes about the improvements we have made as we move into our fourth week of distance learning. We are also trying to remind teachers that we are not simply recreating the in-person experience that happens at school. We cannot do online exactly what we do in person, particularly at the younger age levels, and trying to do it simply creates frustration and a sense that we are falling short. One of the reasons we have been trying to balance between asynchronous and synchronous learning from the beginning is that we know that just sitting in front of a computer all day and pretending like we are in school doesn't work, not even for older students. 
While they can technically do it at an older age, it does not create a meaningful learning experience. Thus, we all need to push ourselves to focus on what we can through to a distance learning platform well, and not simply try to do school as usual. I also want to remind people of the quote, perfect is the enemy of the good. I was talking to a parent a few weeks ago who noted that things improved dramatically for her and her family when she stopped trying to get everything right. Once I realized that doing 80% was good enough, I felt a huge sense of relief, she said. She's right. Find the percent that feels right to you and your child and celebrate it when you achieve it. I also want you to remember, and all of us to remember, the many non-academic lessons being learned and focus on how we can support children in achieving those. One of the greatest lessons that can come out of this moment is independence and allowing children to guide their own educational journey. It's messy, and the quality of work that children produce when they are allowed to be independent will likely not meet your hopes or expectations. As teachers know, however, learning is a process, not a product. And it is critical right now for parents to focus on that process more than ever. Find ways to celebrate your child's independence and name for that for them as a goal. Part of that can be helping around the house, creating opportunities for your child to, to set and clear the table, prep for meals, fold laundry. Starting in fifth grade, each of our children learn to do their own laundry. It hasn't always been pretty, and sometimes clothes remain unfolded in their room for weeks. And yet, as I look at my two oldest children, they're both doing their laundry pretty well. Those are some of the types of small victories, not necessarily doing your laundry for little kids, but those are some of those, some of those small victories that can go a long way during this extended shelter in place. And finally, and perhaps most importantly, I want to remind us all of the value of being bored. We often talk about how the pace of Silicon Valley is nonstop, and we hustle from school to activities to dinner to bed and then start it all over again. This shelter in place is an unprecedented moment in the history of the Valley. Look at it as the gift it can be for you and your children and relish the opportunity to do what our parents used to do for us. Nothing. Make them play on their own. Do their own thing. And when they say or they are bored, don't solve the problem for them. Or, better yet, suggest a chore they can do. And I suspect many children will quickly find something else to keep them occupied. So the second thing I wanted to talk a little bit about today was finding strength in a moment of challenge. And this was inspired, I've been reading The Splendid and the Vile, a saga of Churchill family and defiance during the Blitz, a book by Eric um, Carlson, Eric Larson. I've been reading The Splendid and the Vile, a saga of church, family, and defiance during the Blitz, a book by Eric Larson. It's a really compelling book, and it tells the story of the early years of World War II and the Battle of Britain. It brings this perilous moment to life, and we read about the resilience of the English at a time that it seemed like the fall of England was inevitable and the expansion of Hitler's empire was, was um, unstoppable. One of the things that has particularly struck me as I've been reading the book is about what an amazing orator and writer Churchill was and the um, ability he had to inspire and reassure people. Um, Eric Larson, the author, writes, Churchill had a knack for making people feel loftier, stronger, 
and above all, more courageous. Larson notes that he did this not by hiding the truth from people, but by sharing it and facing it head on. And he also notes that um, Churchill was an optimist. And as Churchill himself writes, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity, an optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. While I am in no way intending to draw direct parallels between this moment and World War II, I do think that this is a moment that is calling upon us for an inner strength and resolve that goes beyond what we typically are required to do. It is a collective moment as well, not just a moment that is impacting us as individuals. So at moments like this, we need to find the strength to carry forward day, day after day. So as I've been thinking about this, I realized that much of my strength comes from the model that my mother set for me as a child. So she is someone who cares deeply from others. And from a young age, she encouraged me to focus on things beyond myself. She actively engaged in social service work with the homeless and low-income elderly in downtown Portland. And I actually spent quite a bit of time traveling with her to meet with different people and to ensure they had food, access to medical supplies, and the support they needed while living alone in their small downtown apartments. She fought for these people and made it clear to me that it was important to stand up for things that you believe in. She also was an incredible role model for what it means to be a friend. She has, to this day, numerous friends of all ages and stages, a reflection of her commitment to, as she always puts it, tend her friend garden. She has never been too busy for a conversation or unable to pick up the phone or drive over to someone's house to offer a hand. So during this extended shelter-in-place, I've tried to maintain a focus on things other than myself and on trying to make connections with people. During the break, for example, I wrote notes to every employee, hopefully offering them a little bit of appreciation and encouragement. I also worked with a small group to spearhead the creation of care packages for the class of 2020. We know that this group, the class of 2020, is feeling the loss of in-person learning and experiences more than any other group. And we put together packages to lift their spirits and hopefully, just as importantly, let them know we care about them and are thinking about them at this moment. A small number of us will be delivering the packages by hand, wearing gloves, of course, on Monday. So I encourage each of you to think about where you find your strength and then share that with your children. At this moment, our children are looking to us for reassurance and they are also looking for us to be authentic. I am trying to show my kids the importance of optimism balanced with the need to recognize the situation as it is. I am definitely not getting it right all the time, but every morning I wake up with a renewed commitment to try. So I'll be back with another episode next Sunday. Please reach out to me if you have questions or topics you would like me to discuss. And most importantly, I wish everyone good health and encourage you to stay connected with the school and this community. While our campus may be closed, school is definitely open. You've been listening to Remarks and Reflections, a podcast of Hillbrook School. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can also find the Remarks and Reflections blog post at hillbrook.us, another space where we are looking to connect with and engage members of our community in conversations important to our school, education, and parenting. And as always, you can find our school on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our website at hillbrook.org. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and be your best.